0: Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Don Eric Calvino. Hello. And Don Ivan Ocampo.
1: Hola a todos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> you gave me the Don Ivan. Like, so that sounded I felt like Speedy like Gonzalez, is what that sounded like. <laughs> 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 Does anybody? Do, do, I don't think anybody like Speedy Gonzalez is not around
0: anymore. Well, you're the one with the with the churros. Who? No,
2: yeah, I don't see Speedy Gonzalez
0: anywhere. I guess that's not allowed anymore. Not very PC. Yeah, he's yeah. not very PC. Just like the uh, the Frito Bandito, he had to go. <laughs> the Frito Bandito.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't go. know who that is. Me
1: though. neither. Me neither. You don't know the
0: Frito? It was the no. the old Frito Chips mascot. Was a Mexican uh, bandit. He was the Frito Bandito.
2: Let's sing together. You just follow the bouncing Frito's corn chips back.
0: Ay,
2: ay, ay, ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, hey, I like Frito's corn chips. I love them. I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you.
0: Ay, 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 ay. ay.
2: Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips, and I'll be your friend, the Frito Bandito. You must not offend. No, we got it when you oh, said okay. Frito <laughs> Bandito. We got, we didn't, yeah, you didn't yeah, yeah. need the like, you know. Oh, okay, no, I didn't. hand gesture the the bandana over the mouth and everything. That's what that's what I did.
0: Yeah, mm. guns in the air.
2: Yeah, <coughs> yeah, no, we we got it. But no, I I, I don't see any Speedy Gonzales anymore.
0: That's crazy. So, we
2: can still have the Redskins and we can still have Hmm. Cleveland Indians and we can still have those things, but we can't have Speedy Gonzalez? Getting off to a hot hot start here. Hot takes, hot Speedy Gonzalez. No, I'm just like, why not Speedy Gonzalez?
0: Nobody was upset about Speedy Gonzalez. Says you. I mean, I wasn't upset, but somebody was.
1: And I'm not entirely sure he's been
0: banned yet. I think I haven't seen him anywhere. I think there's a reason we haven't seen him. This is a really long intro. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to be talking for at least another twenty minutes about Speedy Gonzalez, and then when we're done with that, we're going to be talking about the cigar that we're smoking. It's something Espinosa, which uh, we got in a Speedy personalized Speedy Espinosa. Speedy Espinosa sent us a uh, really quite speedily personalized yeah. packaging here. So we'll Pretty talk. Badass. We'll talk a little bit about that, um, and then we're going to be talking about some travel that we did, uh, multiple car-related things. Uh, Ivan did another trip to to, to another Florida. Yeah. So two Florida I, I destinations here. I thought here. that fell into
1: the travel Yeah, session. yeah, it <laughs> did. It
0: did, but I'm just being very lazy and running through the outline here and just saying things in vague terms. There will be some sports things, mainly basketball and the intersection of basketball and politics and Speedy Gonzalez. And then uh, there's a lighter recall uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about, just so, like as an FYI, so you don't burn yourself or burn your house down. Um. Burn yeah. your kids, burn your wife. <laughs> burn your kids, burn your burn your wife. They lighten everything out here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all that and more on the other side of this commercial break. Here's a word from episode sponsor Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture... The Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera, and presented in five vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. On this episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast, we are smoking Las Seis Provincias MTZ, uh, which... I guess we're supposed to say MTZ and not Matanzas, but that is what it means. It's the, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was like a like an old postal code for the Matanzas province yeah, f- of Cuba. I forget Cuba. the
2: explanation, but it was something like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so MTZ, this is the second installment in this Seis Provincias, which translates to six provinces. Uh, the six provinces, these were the six provinces in Cuba before the uh, Castro government divvied them up into many more provinces. Yeah. Um, and the first one was LHB, which was La Habana or La Habana, uh, LHB. Yeah, which if they got that from like some exactly. old postal yeah. code, yeah, whatever. Right. So, uh, Eric and Ivan, why don't you tell the people, because this is an audio medium? So, the first one, the first La Habana, there was a, a limited edition, but the cigar for the limited edition was the same. Uh, what was different about it was the packaging, it came in like a swinging box um this i believe we may edit this out later if we confirm that this is not the case but i have to think that they're doing the same thing these are all uh toros but this is the limited edition packaging which is like maybe in recent memory the most striking memorable packaging that i've seen in a while well
2: in that it is unlike any other cigar right. box it, yeah in that way like in yeah. that it's memorable very unique but well it's and it's beautiful, beautiful. Right, so it's uh, from a, like just to give you a little description, and I'm sure people can look this up and, and Google it. But uh, it looks like uh, like windows with plantation shutters on them, mm-hmm. and then like a half moon above with like some stained glass, or or giving the appearance of stained glass. And then when you open the the plantation sh- uh, plantation plantation <laughs> plantain <laughs> shutters, the, <Pladanito> shutters. <laughs> <laughs> the plantation shutters. You have these uh, these Arrogo images. Frigole. Yeah, you have an arroco mango. <laughs> no, you have these images of like old old Cuban styled imagery. Uh, all of this was painted by uh, Edin Gutierrez, uh, a local uh, Miami Cuban artist. But you've got a you got an image of, you know, ladies on the beach and then you've got like uh, what looks like a un, undang song party, like a Cuban dance party. So anyway, it's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, and then, but the one that they sent us has the half moon above the window, above the shutters, uh, personalized with, uh, the artist version of our logo and then a cigar that's like three quarters of the way smoked. Right. But, uh, really cool, really well done. And, uh, I can't thank these guys enough. I called them yesterday when we got it. Uh, really a beautiful gift that once we finished smoking through them, which, by the way, we are quickly through half the box. Right. Uh, and we'll talk about the cigar afterwards, no? Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, this is going to go up on the wall. I mean, it is beautiful. Yeah. So I, I totally dig it. And again, can't thank these guys enough. Really great job.
0: So uh, I've seen several pictures of boxes. So this is, the, this is a different box. There, the, there's another sort of more conventional box that features like the same themes of the window and all that on the inside of the box top. Um so this you know I'm sure there's more limited supply I don't know whether each one is unique but I've seen at least a handful of photos of these boxes and on each one the design on this window above the shutters is different um so it looks like you know they're they're going for a different stained glass pattern on every one which is cool I mean I, again it it looks like it was if not done by hand and then lacquered over.
2: Yeah, it looks like done by hand and epoxied, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, is a, a task in and of itself. For sure, for sure. So anyway, definitely, uh, you know, if you get your hands, I think if you're a person who likes having your cigar purchase double as something decorative, this is like a thing to get your hands on if you can. No
2: doubt about it. And then the cigar itself. So I've, yeah. I've already yapped a lot. Nick has yapped. What do you think, Ivan, about the cigar itself? Because you're sitting there w- without talking.
1: <laughs> well, you guys were yapping. I know. Uh, going back to the box, I do think, um, again, it's such a unique uh, piece of art that really stands out. I think it it really, for those speaking about people who would be interested, I mean, this is definitely like a collector's piece mm-hmm. from the looks of like all the intricacy of the artwork uh, that's involved in it, so... But definitely go out and get this if you're a, a collector of some sort. And as for the cigar itself, just initial thoughts here. It's probably one of my favorite Espinosa cigars that I've smoked. I mean, this is. I
2: agree, along with the uh, Escudo, right? The 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 uh, broadleaf wrapped or San Andres wrapped uh, cigar that we we rated in last issue that this we all year, loved. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I, I yeah, I, but I was this, speaking this is, more broadly. They are like. He's got a lot of great cigars. I mean, this is like in my top five. For sure. Know, uh, of, yeah, uh, yeah. Top of that sure. list. For sure. At least for um, me, yeah. Very complex. Uh, I get a lot of different flavors. I get a lot of like nuts and like, like a hazelnut uh, with a little bit yeah, of strength. Yeah, I was torn a between little...
2: hazelnut and cinnamon because they're cin- kind of cinnamon
1: Yeah. So and it's got a little bit of strength to it. I can feel it in my yep. saliva. It's it's definitely nice.
0: So just to, to get into the uh, blend a little bit here, uh, La Se Provincia MTZ made at um, A.J. Fernandez's factory in Ocotal. That's the, oh, what is the name of the factory? I'm blanking now. Is it the same? No, it doesn't have the same Yeah, name. it's I forget. a different one. Yeah, but it's uh, San Lotano. It's the San yeah, Lotano factory, factory That's right. in Ocotal, Nicaragua. Uh, it's got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, and then the rest of the tobaccos are Nicaraguan. Uh, they all are 6 by 52 Toros, and it retails for $16.50.
2: Hey, there he is. There's old <laughs> Speedy. <laughs> all right. There you have make. it. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Uh, oh, you've felt them. Uh, they are box-pressed and beautifully yes. box-pressed. It's yes. a very attractive cigar. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you a lot on a lot of these flavors uh, that you mentioned. Definitely, there's there's a there's nuts in the background. There's a little hint of like uh, a touch of cream. There's pepper, cinnamon. There's some cedar. It is a complex smoke, and you're and I agree. Uh, it does have some strength. Yeah. Or as some of our friends
0: say, "strench." Has it has a strench. <laughs> <laughs> and like a perfect photobomb, nuts in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Already, uh, Espinoza will love that description. <laughs> That's I hope that that catches on. The industry refers to that as a photobomb profile. Nuts in the background. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll come back to the cigar after a little more uh, jibber-jabber about other things. Um, and we'll talk more about it, about the background nuts. Uh, I was in Daytona Beach recently. It was my first time in Daytona Beach ever. Had either of you been to Daytona Beach? I haven't. Nope. So I'm the only person here who's ever been to Daytona Beach. This is crazy. Oh, no. I, th- I, think I figured about... you might have been. Yeah. You th- when,
2: when, we went, uh, when we went with the kids to uh, St. Augustine, we, uh, we, drove, we drove down and, and swung by Daytona, but not necessarily the beach. Got we it, went okay. and had
0: lunch in, in Daytona. Got it, got it, got it. So yeah, I was there, uh, we were invited to go check out the Daytona Hotel, which is uh, in a sort of a shopping center, um, shopping, commercial, you know, uh, and dining area across the street basically from the Daytona International Speedway. Um, so this is a uh, Marriott uh, autograph collection hotel, uh, super cool hotel, there was um you get into the the lobby area. There's, uh, you know, cars on display, So one of Earnhardt Junior's cars. The the bar that's in the lobby. The uh, behind the bar. All of the storage is in these like big piston head looking things. Um, yeah, the pictures you yeah
2: you uploaded look amazing.
0: Very cool. Very cool spot. Even like in the room, uh, you know, a lot of little details that are sort of evocative of of cars and racing and all the rest. Um, so, so yeah, that was cool, but the highlight of the trip and the thing that I think you'd want to do if you're staying here was the uh, NASCAR driving experience that uh yeah, that, these guys set up. That had to
2: be like not many people get to say yeah that they drove uh a NASCAR car right on Daytona. Yeah. Right? And so that, I think that that had to be amazing. For sure. So, how, I mean How many
0: times did you get to go around? I didn't count because I was totally gagao yeah, were, the whole time.
1: How did they allow you to do that? That's what I Dude, was they, thinking. You know
0: what they, What happens is they don't know. They haven't
2: seen Nick drive I've, on, I've, these I've streets, seen, I saw, on these streets. I
1: saw, I saw videos of him racing around this track going God knows how fast. And the only thing I can think of is. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd be scared of driving in a car with Nick on the Palmetto.
0: Wait, a, hold on. It is accurate, let alone. Where is this even coming from? What is this shit about my driving?
2: Well, well, Ivan is skittish well, at, uh, on in the passenger seat. He's always. Skitt- yeah. I've known him for I, I, yeah a very long time. He's always been skittish in a passenger seat of being driven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's never so... comfortable. So when you're driving, I think it makes him a little extra uncomfortable because
0: you rarely are in a situation because where of I'm your driving style, huh? Because you're not usually in the passenger seat of my car. This doesn't happen often. We've gone to lunch a million times. I'm always shitting my pants. I'm never the driver for lunch. I'm kidding. But hey, you know what? Anyways, but you I'm, you've I'm, driven I'm, I'm a, I'm a kidding, few I'm times. Kidding. You can borrow my helmet next time we drive to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so So they let anybody do this. It see if they let me they'll let anybody because I certainly am not like extra qualified beyond owning a driver's license.
1: Not even like a little, you know, like a little driver's license
0: check before you go on there. There must well, have been some kind of a check. I'll tell you how this went. Well, you didn't have you had to submit your driver's license number. No. I don't think I submitted a number. Wow. They just tell you, have it with you. Yeah, I know, I got, no, hey, I, know. I got one.
1: It's right yeah. here yeah. in my back yeah. pocket.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure that if you got there without it, they'd be like, well, sorry, you paid and there's a deposit and pff, get out of here. I'm sure that's how that would play out. Um, but in any case, so this is the way it happens. You sign up, you go, you show up. Uh, in my case, it was 10 a.m. And then I also did not read the waiver that I signed or like the details of how You handled was go. it
2: like a, like a terms uh, agreement? On your phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just I was like, scroll down, accept go. Exactly.
0: I was basically downloading a movie. <laughs> Give me the keys. <laughs> Give me the key. Right. So uh so you show up, uh, they have you put on a fire suit, which I was very impressed with. The fact like, that you fit in it. The fact that I fit in it, but also why like, do I need this? <laughs> that that was the thing. It was why do I need this? But also like just eyeballing you, they did a very good job of like, you are this size fire suit, and everybody got the fire suit they needed uh, it's not their first rodeo it's not their first rodeo right they do this a lot uh and then you sit through an orientation where like when it first started to sink in because i thought a eh, fire suit everybody wants a picture in a fire suit you know whatever they start passing around a, a steering wheel and they start telling you here's how you release this thing uh from the steering column if you're in an emergency because if you're in an emergency you get out of the car unless we tell you otherwise unless we tell you to stay in the car so i'm thinking like
1: please say that again so i can t-
0: <laughs> and slowly yeah so then they start going through, like, you're allowed to pass here, 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 and here, and that's when it's starting to sink in, like, wait a minute, I might be passing people? There's going to be other people on the road with me on this track? Um, so anyway, uh, long story short, you get through this orientation, uh, which, by the way, one of the people there was a Brazilian tourist who spoke practically no English, because when they told him, okay, take your shoes off, put the fire suit on, put your shoes back on, he said, I'm a size nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, he was very confused. Um uh, which ended up helping my ability to pass somebody because I'm pretty sure he was the one in front of me yeah. who had not heard the instructions about don't take your foot off the gas. Which um, I love
2: that when, when that's step one. Yeah. Don't take your foot off the gas. Don't
0: slow down. Pretty awesome. Did you floor it? Was no. It... So here's the thing is, and, and it was, it both. Did you feather the clutch?
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: No, so, oh, wow. so, so the way it is is you're, you're on pit row, and they want you to get up to speed in fourth gear by the time you get to the end of pit row and hit the track. So by that point, uh, you're going roughly 150 miles an hour. And, But the thing is that all the cars have an RPM limiter on them, and they set the RPM limiter according to how many times you've done this before on that track. You know? uh, so I was on the lowest limit. So you can't floor it because then you hit the RPM limit and it's slowing you down, because the RPM limiter yeah, okay. won't just keep you at top speed. It'll it'll kind of like you know sputter. yeah like like okay.
2: like the governor in a rental car that when right. you hit 125 it goes boom, exactly. and it drops you down
0: to like 110 exactly right. Well yeah I guess I had never taken a rental car to 125 but I guess so. <laughs> no neither have I neither have I. <laughs> uh, that's crazy that they're limiting you at 125. I
2: know I I don't remember the exact number okay. but it's not.
0: It's that's that too low. high. It's too high. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, similar idea. Um, and so my wife wished the governor was lower on the on the rental car in Napa when we were there recently, because those roads are windy as hell oh, yeah. and usually two lane. And I was in a Charger that I oh, was really enjoying. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Maybe too much. Yeah. She was like, "Can you just tone it down a bit?" Yeah.
1: Gotta get to the next winery. They're running, hey, out, running out of Merlot. They're running
2: out, baby. I gotta get there. <laughs>
0: so uh so yes you're on this track and you're going around for about eight minutes at least at at that tier and that like rookie tier whatever it was um and you have a spotter in the tower who's talking into your ear through the helmet uh speaker and they're telling you like you another rule was you don't you know you don't slow down and you don't take your eyes off the road even to look at the rearview mirrors so the spotter is telling you like you got somebody coming up behind you Go ahead and pass them. Okay, now you can go back to the left after you've passed them. So you don't really have a sense of when you've passed anybody or any of that. Like at least not until, until you see them in front of you. Exactly. That's right. the only time. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So, and you, but you have a rearview mirror. You have one, and it's actually pretty big and hard to ignore. Uh, but I think by the time you get to that 150 and you're on those like 30 percent banks and all yeah. that stuff, you kind of get a little tunnel, right? Yeah, you're sort of like, I get it now. If I look away, God only knows where I'll be when I finally look back. Did it feel like you were going 150? Yes. Because the engine was Uh, loud and... Not even so much because of that, but just because you you do have, like, it's maybe three car widths, right? Uh, Or at least that's the way it feels. Maybe it's wider than that. But uh, you see, like, all the graphics kind of zooming by you on the outside wall. And that was the main thing. That's Um, your cue, your visual cue of the speed that you've got. Exactly. Like, you see the seats in the stands kind of zooming by you when you're on half along half the track. Yeah, 150, uh, you're yeah, moving. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. for sure. You for are sure.
2: moving at 150. So. Definitely, yeah. I so, would want to go back. And I would want to do that
0: you know, again.
2: Because yeah. you said they let the other people up to 180?
0: So there were people there who their plan was to be there for many hours, basically going through each tier so that by the end of the day, I don't know how long this would actually take them, but so that by their last run, they were up around like 180, 185, I think. Um, I forget what the RPM limit is there. Cause, and it was interesting because they, they tell you like – at no point are we able to tell you how fast we're going because everything is by RPMs. Uh, so you have a speedometer in your car, but they're not telling you any of that. They At the end, they'll tell you your average lap times and all that, but they don't have a, a gauge of, like, this was your speed at this particular point. Huh. Um, so, which is fast because, at least as far as I'm concerned, I was like, I'm, I know I'm going pretty fast.
1: Oh, I remember. These are manual cars, right? Yes. And... When was the last time you had driven man- manual? Like ten years ago.
0: Uh, so <laughs> sure, I, go ahead, go yeah. drive one eighty. So <laughs> I get in the car and I tell the guy who's like strapping. Well, first, first there is, and I, I had the video. I think it's still there. If you go to my Instagram, Nicolas a. Jimenez, there is a highlight from Daytona, and one of the videos that I put was when the guy's strapping me in. You know, he's putting my seatbelt on and this and the all the stuff. Is and this I,
1: first? No, that's reverse.
0: Uh, no, 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 no! I actually, I, I actually told. I, I was nervous at this point because I'm hearing the car and like it's already pretty loud, and I'm not even moving. And you know, I'd never done anything like this, so I actually tell him, you know, because I get in there with the fire suit and it's a jumpsuit. It's like a you're in a onesie. Um, and so I get in there and I, I tell him, uh, sorry, get, give me a second, give me a second. And I ask him, just get, get out for a second. And then I, I'm so getting that like I, a flashback so of him get, at the airport because so, you know That's how he gets at an airport. When and I was thinking of to- his girlfriend. <laughs> No. So so I, so I I mean people can't see this but I tell him give me a second. Hold on. Hold on and he gets his you know arms out of the car and I go And then I tell him this is really uncomfortable on the peen. <laughs> so uh so once my peen was in place uh we we got going. And yeah, the 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 crazy thing is it was actually like the easiest driving stick experience cuz there's nothing to calculate cuz you're no this was this was oh, stick really? okay. but there's so little to time I thought there were
2: paddle shifters but no
0: there's so little to time because you're and and you're only shifting up to fourth gear once and from there at the end you're coasting down. They tell you just put it in neutral when we tell you and you will coast into uh into pit row. Okay. Um and it, you get up to 3000 rpm so quickly. That it's like okay whatever man like you're not really being as precise as I'm sure maybe somebody else would, but it's I like, like
1: the downshift into the turns <laughs> <laughs> so I can really pop out mm-hmm. after.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I highly recommend that to give people a sense. I forget what uh, the rookie tier I did was priced at normally, but by the time you get to whatever the top you know speed experience is, you're up around like fifteen hundred bucks for. A significant and a longer amount of time on the track, but you're you're going one eighty for a while uh for fifteen hundred bucks, so anyway, if that's the sort of thing you're into, I was definitely the only person there who was not a NASCAR fan. There were other people who'd like driven in Vegas and driven at homestead and you know done you know like if you were a golfer right like you're this doing... is like bucket list for exactly. for many people yeah yeah right? and and a lot of guys were were older too like this was like you know what in my retirement, I'm gonna drive on all the tracks that was their You know the thing, but there were also some younger guys. Not a bad goal. Some younger, like you know, NASCAR fans who you know were. I mean, honestly, if I was, if I had, now that I know, I would do that again in a heartbeat. So, one of the things that I remember because
2: originally I was going to go on that trip. So I remember that one of the, one of the issues is that it's not always available. So obviously, this is not available on a race weekend. Right. So I guess one of the downsides. Uh, is that you can't like double up a trip and go okay I'm going to go see a race at Daytona right and do this racing experience you can't cuz you can only do the racing experience I think it's Saturday or Sunday maybe I, I but, but maybe only right. Saturday uh so it's definitely only on the weekend and and it has to be a non-race weekend so there are limited there are limited slots yeah so did you have like a website or anything or maybe we put that on the on the website? Yeah, we'll
0: put it on the on the show page. On the show notes. But, but yeah. if you google NASCAR racing experience, uh or sorry, uh Daytona. Daytona driving experience or NASCAR driving experience, you'll you'll pull that up and and it is a NASCAR program, so you'll probably also, you know, if you don't specify Daytona in your search, I'm sure you can come across, you know, similar things at other tracks and maybe you have one nearer to you that you want to drive to. So, but the thing uh
2: I think the takeaway here was the hotel was awesome yes Uh, based on what you were telling me about it and and then this experience was amazing so i think that's the kind of thing to do right is to book at that hotel and they'd probably help you line it up because they're the ones that did it for you anyway right yeah so so i think that's that's like the move right go stay at the daytona hotel which is an experience in and of itself right and then and then go do the experience what about cigar smoking at the hotel
0: so cigar smoking, they, they I was surprised. They don't have their own their own humidor, but, you know, of course, I brought cigars, and when I asked for an ashtray, they had a cigar ashtray, which was a pleasant surprise, because when people don't have cigars, you figure, like, you're going to get some... You're going to get a little, sh- a little crappy cigarette, cigarette ashtray, yeah. Um, and then the bar that I mentioned, uh, all of the dining stuff is in the same, you know, uh, floor, in the same space as the check-in uh, in the front desk. So... The bar, which is pretty big, half of it uh, is inside the lobby area. And then there's um, uh, bartenders are basically going, you know, around doing laps around these piston heads. And they're serving the other half of the bar, which is out on a patio, on a second floor patio that overlooks um, that shopping and dining area that I was talking about, uh, which there's like live music there. So, yeah, I mean, I was smoking right at the bar.
2: Like oh awesome sitting yeah, at the bar exactly. with the bartender just and they they didn't make a thing of loving life yeah
0: they didn't make a thing of the fact that like some of my smoke might have been like you know smellable from inside mm-hmm. the bar uh, so yeah that wasn't an issue I smoked you know three four cigars nobody told me anything about it you know Beautiful. So it was, yeah it was good and there's you know. That may not be what you want to do, but there's like a big patio area with more loungy kind of seating that you could smoke in as well, you know, and that wasn't a that wasn't a problem. They're they're equipped to accommodate smokers. They're just not gonna sell you the cigars, but Yeah. Yeah. And um a lot of moonshine on the on the bar menu, on the cocktail menu. So uh moonshine and bourbon stuff. Um You did some moonshine or you went I did a moonshine thing, yeah. Uh but I I also um was drinking uh something called Smoky and the Bandit which we'll talk about in the uh in the next issue of the magazine when we in the you know coverage of this hotel um which was a uh, kind of a take on a on a Manhattan but uh they smoke the glass first so you know the whole that contraption that almost like uh, it's not that they will burn wood and then hold the glass over it but rather like pump yep smoke into yeah so uh so yeah man that was good um I would I would recommend all of that and then finally the beach I did uh, the boardwalk on my
2: oh that's right oh and you also tried to sneak in the boosted board and try to do it on the track
0: yeah I got caught I got caught. I was driving around the um whatever you'd call like where the little track like the gas garage station area. is the garages yeah. and all that uh and the fuzz fuzz came around told me like, yeah you can't do that here uh, and actually you know what was interesting was the uh the older gentleman who stopped me. Uh, told me, were you the one I stopped earlier today? Cause apparently, uh, there were a bunch of people in the parking lot area and they were like stopping them. On so, boosted boards? Uh, I think he told me it was one wheels. So the ones that have the one uh. wheel in the middle. Uh, but yeah, um, I, but I did use the board on the boardwalk at Daytona beach, which was super handy. Like, especially because part of what, you know, what we're there for is to take pictures and all that, uh. Getting across point that whole, point B, yeah. yeah, getting across that whole boardwalk with the tripod and the camera and the whole thing, and then getting walk, walking back to your car would have been a bear. Uh, so yeah, that was super handy, uh, but also just a good way to get around there because it's not like that town is so busy. Like if you're along the beach, uh, well, that was a good when it's not Daytona weekend. When it's not Daytona weekend, yeah, uh, but I was able to. Do and then the the
2: cars uh, still park on the beach and all that,
0: yeah 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 yeah. that's so, pretty cool too and that was cool i had never you know i've seen photos of that but i had never actually been there and it was you know not a super busy weekend um but and, and i think that makes it like a good pit stop if you're driving through florida uh you don't have to worry about like uh do i have a cooler and do, you can just kind of leave everything in your car pull your car right up to the beach and you're i don't know maybe 50 feet from the water in your car um uh, so that was cool that was uh if I was ever driving through or like near Daytona, I would totally do a pit stop. Just like hey, if we're gonna relax somewhere, let's you know pick let's up Joe by the beach. Yeah, Joe yeah, by the beach. Get some sandwiches and go eat them there instead of in like a fast food thing. If you got the time for it. Look at you, Mister NASCAR Romantic. Mister NASCAR Romantic. Uh, but yeah, so unfortunately, I couldn't take the board on the track, which is what I had hoped for. But you know, what are you gonna
2: do? I mean, us here uh, back at HQ, we kind of knew. Okay, he's going to try this,
0: and potentially get arrested. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I would have asked. The thing I I didn't realize that there would be so many cars on the track at once. So what I imagined was everybody will take their turn. Yeah, and then the track will be not in use, and I'll ask them if I can get five minutes just to take a stupid video on the track. But there really was never a point where there weren't people going 180 exactly. Yeah, (laughs) as you're. As your twenty-five mile an hour boosted yeah. board, which like I didn't, sputters along. The the ladies who checked me in, I didn't understand why they even gave me the false hope of telling me like, well, you could ask. And then when I finally saw, it, I was like, no, I can't ask. This <laughs> what kind of lunatic would even want to be out there? So anyway, that was Daytona. Uh, next car related thing. I think you know a little bit more about this. Or you read about it. The F one.
2: So I, yeah, I just know, I know a little bit about it, but they're uh, they're trying to get an F one race at Hard Rock Stadium. So they've got, they've got an agreement between F1, and uh, F1 being Formula 1, and Hard Rock, and now it just has to be approved by the county. Uh, what I have seen is a little bit of blowback from football fans who think that because they're going to uh, you know, build this track around Hard Rock for a Formula 1 race, that they're going to lose parking for, for tailgating and things of that nature. And my understanding is that this is a temporary build-out that they would do for this. It's not like you're going to lose your tailgating room. Because uh, uh, tailgating is a, a big part of the experience you know, for people who don't follow football. That's huge, right? Like, for example, this weekend's Hurricanes game.
1: But even if you do follow, I mean, tailgating is a big part of it. I, I mean, at least down here.
2: and it's, No, it's, everywhere, everywhere. It is everywhere, but there's other places that are too cold that it, it actually it gets to be a problem. They don't give a shit. Of course, the diehards don't give a shit. But the volume of tailgaters is not as big when it gets really, really cold. Because there's not as many hardcore. So, down here, like for example, my brother this weekend for the Hurricanes Georgia Tech. My brother's coming to the tailgate. And even though he has tickets to the game, he has a, another thing that he has to go to. So, he's coming to the tailgate and not going into the game. So, yeah. Uh, but no, my understanding is that uh, that building that F1 track... Is not going to limit the uh, the tailgate space. I, my son is doing backflips on the possibility yeah. of of us being able to go to an F one race here in Miami, because that's that's one of the things he wants to do, and and I'm talking about my 13 year old son who's a big car nut. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been shopping around. He has been shopping around. <laughs> he has he every time he drives by a car that has a, a for sale sign, he's like, hey, Papa, look, it's a uh, it's a 1985 Stingray, and it's only $9,000. And you're like, okay, dude, uh, you're 13. Relax. We got some time. Oh, so man. I may have not helped it yesterday if I saw an Alfa Romeo uh, convertible for
0: sale. Yeah, no, you And mean, I took a picture of it and sent it to him. Yeah, and he was no. like, did you talk to the guy?
2: How much is it? <laughs> okay, but no, you didn't help
0: it. I didn't help it. it, no. I was in a conversation with somebody who referred to Alfa Romeo incorrectly, and I thought, it's a good name for a cigar. And said, Alfa Al- Romero? Alfa Romero. <laughs> that, that sounds like a Cuban said that. Don Alfa Romero. Um, okay, so uh, word from other sponsor, El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars, the company behind its core, El Galang line, Don Nieves, and extensions of both, brings you Vegas del Purial. Vegas del Purial is an homage to El Galang founder Felix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad Mesa who grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas, which maybe eventually we'll see the uh, uh, other Las Villas uh, edition of this. Not oh, to right. not to mix in these things imagine, with the yeah. ad, but you know. Um, so Las Villas as well as their farm. So the cigar is made at El Galán's Esteli factory and features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a hybrid tobacco called FFMC96 for the binder. Hey, it's uh, it- one thing, you know, we haven't, we haven't talked about this on this read. Oh, but
2: the Lancero on that line was the number three cigar, right? That's right. Yeah, we Vega haven't, de We haven't modified our. That's right. Our read, but but that that cigar
0: is that cigar, That's a badass cigar. That Lancero version. Yeah. Of the Vega de Puriel. So it's available in four vitolas: the a five by fifty Robusto, a five and a half by fifty two Belicoso, a seven by thirty eight Lancero, which was the number three cigar on our list of the top twenty five of the year. And a six and by uh, sorry six and three quarters by fifty two, super toro. The cigars range in price. If I was to be a toro, I would be a super toro. I mean, what other all day for sure?
1: That's a great t-shirt.
0: The whole thing. If I was a toro, I'd be a
1: super toro. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Or if you're gonna be a toro, be a super toro. There you go. Get on it. Get on it. Art department. (laughs) Uh, The the, swag. I was gonna say the swag ranges in price. The cigars range in price. From uh, $8.90 to $10 each. Uh, and we also haven't dropped a mention of this in a while, but if you're in Miami, Felix Mesa has a store called El Galang Cigars. Uh, I was going to say not too far from our office, but you're not invited here. You are invited over there <laughs> um, on Bird Road in the midst of all sorts of Cuban restaurants and what have you. So uh, uh, aside from all the stuff that we mentioned here, again, just for the sake of showing them a little extra extra love for other things, I always tell people, uh, if you're passing through Miami and you want to get a bundle, that's like one of my favorite spots to pick up bundles. The bundles are very good. They're made in the same factory. They fly off the shelf. And I was there the other day, they were like almost bare. Yeah, like it's a great daily smoke to yeah. have, you know, if you wanna if you want an easy, you know, an easy thing to pick up. Uh do that. El Galang Cigars. You can find them on social media at El Galang Cigars. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars, or El gallon cigars egg gallon cigars egg gallon cigars so your
2: incessant uh, promotion of that bundle I think has uh, am I helping? Ha- it has reached the right ears <laughs> yeah because like I said the other day I was there and I was like Felix what's uh, what's going on he's like the f- the bundles are just flying I can't keep them in here long enough so so yeah uh, he's he's back in in Nicaragua
0: now so nice uh ideally though they're restocked already yeah. And in fairness, part of the reason why—not in fairness—I would recommend them regardless because they are good. But I sometimes I go and I try to buy them for myself, and he'll never let me pay for them. So Maybe I, that's why they're. So I they're, feel extra <laughs> obligated to try to like get other people to go and buy the bundles from him, and I make sure to tell him, "Don't tell him you know me because I'm trying to put send money his way because <laughs> he'll, he'll never take mine. He'll never take mine. Even when I tell him, like, oh, I'm just buying, I'm buying it for my neighbor. It, don't, don't take this money. It's not even my money. He's paying me back. He's I'm incapable. No, no, no. So yeah. anyway." Um. Hopefully, all it's not will just...
2: to say that he's gonna do that with you if you go, right, with, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: listener. Right. Don't show up and tell him that Nick Jimenez, <laughs> that you're picking it up for me. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So. Uh. Yeah. That's what we have to say about them. Uh, and Felix, who we like very much. So hi, Felix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's an awesome dude. I I, I, Ivan, you were in a place. Where'd you go?
1: So I took a little weekend trip, um, with my wife. With the lady. With the lady, and uh, without my child, which was nice to do once in a while.
2: You know, you know, your daughter listens to this podcast. Mm. She's probably really upset right now. She was no, she wasn't. She hopes
1: I do it more often. Cause she <laughs> <laughs> she sleeps on my side of the bed when I mm. when I'm not there. So uh, took off, went up to Sarasota, um, and was invited to play in an event at Sarabay Country Club. Which is a historic golf club in Florida, uh, which was founded in 1926. So this golf club uh, was designed by Donald Ross. He's like very yeah. famous golf architect.
2: And right, 1926 is ancient for Florida.
1: It wa- yeah. well, yeah, it was the first golf community, which is so prevalent. Wow. now. Yeah, it you was drive
2: you drive through that whole West Coast, and it's one after another, right?
1: Everywhere. It's 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 a it's a thing. You know everywhere in the world now, It's a thing. But it was the first golf community down here uh, where Bobby Jones uh, was a part-time salesman of real estate at this club. Wow. Since he was never a golf pro and golf purses weren't that large yeah. back in those days. He, had the, he was an attorney, I believe, and uh, he sold real estate on this golf course. And he was like, you know, uh, I guess like a club pro since he had per se yeah per se uh and then he had like this famous match with uh walter Hagen. i think it was dubbed like the the match of the century or something like that and they held it there played it there oh wow man i didn't know all of that yeah it was amazing so went up and played there the golf course was incredible um if you're a golf geek like i am it's the uh it's the closest thing you get to Pinehurst Number Two, which is also a Do- Donald Ross course. And when I get there, I, I go into the pro shop. I'm ready to pay for my green fee. I'm ready to go. The um, the lady behind the behind the, the register, yeah, yeah, wants to give me all the history of the club and starts to tell me all the insights of the club. And like half of it, I know because I researched a lot of it. And I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And like a lot of the stuff that I didn't know, you annoyed the was, shit out of her. Super cool. No, it, it was cool. <laughs> like. You know, interacting with somebody who is like so passionate about it, you know. Yeah, because normally, normally the, it's the person behind the counter, it's at some the pro dip shop. Ship and
2: dipshit and dipshit, like, all
1: right, yeah, give me your money, and go ahead. It, yeah. So this was.
2: Yeah, you ask them like, you know, uh, you ask them something about like how the course is playing or where the where the pins are, and they're like, ah, in the back or whatever. You know?
1: clueless. Yeah. Th- this this lady wanted to make sure that I wasn't the dipshit. Yep. Paying for my green fee and going out there not knowing what I was going to set that's foot cool. on, so it was it was an amazing amazing experience um played there and i also did a bunch of other stuff i went sailing i met up with your sister up there yep. in yeah, tampa yeah they, they were they were excited to have you which was, i did a bunch of bucket, bucket list, uh, list stuff while i was there so i went sailing the weather was perfect
2: for you sailing. got like full Bill Murray on uh, on yeah. what about Bob? everybody wanted me
1: to do it, but the weather was so windy and it was raining and like yeah you you're going to get blown off the mast. They were like did don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it, and I was like all right, I'm not going to
2: do it. But I'm sailing, Nick. I need the I need the audio for I'm sailing. Not, no, no, no yeah, you no, can no. put it, it in post. So <laughs> uh, the audio for I'm sailing uh, Bill Murray on what about Bob? That's what you need right here. Done. <laughs> I'm sailing! I'm sailing! I'm sailing! I'm sailing! I'm sailing!
1: So it was my first time in Sarasota. Let me tell you, I was so impressed. I stayed at, stayed at this amazing hotel called the Art Ovation, which is also uh, an, an autograph yeah. collection by Marriott. Um, highly recommended. Ate at a great restaurant, one of the best restaurants I've ever eaten at. It was in a house uh, by a James uh, Beard Award uh, winning chef. The name of the restaurant was called. uh, You told me it was like Indigenous. Indigenous. Thank you. Thank you. It would take me a while to remember that.
2: (laughs) My squirrel's working today.
1: But but yeah, I've done Tampa a lot, but I've never been to Sarasota. Uh, So I don't think the cigar aspect of it. Is as strong in in Saras in no, Sarasota as no, it is time where You don't yeah. see people walking around. It's more of an artsy. If I had to describe it, it's more artsy. Um, but I I still did go and ha- I hung out in a in a cigar shop. Uh, I Maduro's. Hung- I went and hung out in at Maduro's Cigar Lounge, which is on University, because I believe they have two. And I hung out with uh, the owners uh, Paul and Didi. Had an amazing time. Thanks. You, if you're ever in the area, please go visit Paul and Didi over there.
2: Get on their mailing list, right? They have a bunch of events. Get on their I, mailing I, list. I, just, I got, by the way, I, would, I don't even—I've never even been there, but I'm somehow on their mailing list, and they're having a Davidoff dinner coming up. I, j- I got the email just yesterday.
1: And the day I got there, the night before, they had had a uh, Perdomo dinner at Capitol Grill. So, um, so yeah, they have a bunch of events. It's a—if I had to describe the Humidor, I mean, <clears throat> it's very boutique. So a lot of stuff that you wouldn't imagine uh, imagine they would have. They have all these different type of of cool releases from a bunch of small manufacturers you haven't heard cool. of, and they have a good crowd of of uh, regulars. Of, of regulars that go in there. I had a, an amazing time. So if you're ever in the area, stop by. I don't I know so. if you're gonna be able to play Sarah Bay because it's private. But who'd you say designed designed the course? Donald, Donald Ross. Ross.
0: No relation. Two. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nicely done. No, no really. <laughs> <laughs> a little inside. insider. A little sorry inside about joke that there. All right. So, um, so, okay. Sounds good. Everyone's in Sarasota. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: hard shift here. Miami Heat. The Haitians, yeah, man. They're looking good. They're looking good in the preseason. Smoking people. They are Smoking annihilating. <laughs> it must be drinking right, that for too
0: many.
1: Shout out! Too drinking. many
2: inside jokes now. They've been
0: drinking. They've been somebody's been putting for mention, for juice in that mention, Gatorade. Yes, uh,
2: but no, the uh, dude, this uh, this Tyler Hero kid is really looking good. How's Whiteside looking? Whiteside, I haven't seen him play yet. Wherever he's at, I don't even remember where they traded his ass to. I didn't. I didn't like him, honestly. Whiteside, I was. I was not a fan. Uh, physically, obviously, you you love to have that kind of player. But my God, the the inconsistent effort—like one night really balling out, and then the next night—is he even playing tonight? You know, so that, that I didn't like that about him. And
1: the stupid comments, a and then the uh, yeah,
2: the obnoxious comments. But anyway, the the current Heat roster—that's a fun roster. They're young, they shoot incredibly well. They've got a lot of shooters, and they've got a lot of team speed, which I think uh, I—it just looks like it when I see the games. You know, they used to get like outrun by teams a lot. You know, there's like a, like a bit of an aging roster. And they'd get, like when a team wanted to run on them, they'd, they'd, the team would always have an advantage on them in that sense. Uh, and this team I see is a different team. They are, uh, the transitions are f- great to look at. So, anyway, a, a lot of fun to watch the Heat right now. I, I know that this, N- this is listened to by people all over the place, so I don't want to harp on the Heat too much. But they, they're it's, a lot of it's fun because to
1: watch. The, it's because the Dolphins
2: aren't fun to watch. So. The Dolphins are the worst sports team to watch in history for me in history yeah listen i I can tell you i've been a dolphin fan since i got to this country and i have not sat through an entire quarter that's that's bad and this is the dolphin so you've been through some rough dolphins i've here. been through yeah i've been through the cam cameron days uh and i'd still and dude i can't sit through a quarter they're just they're they're hard to watch and i love them i will Continue to consider myself a Dolphin fan, but my God, that is difficult to watch. It's because they're
1: doing a good job of either tanking for Tua or sucking for the duck.
0: Oh, that, that's the that's it. it. Suck for the duck, huh? Oregon, suck for the duck, suck eh? for the duck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, f- Heat's fun to watch. The Heat are fun.
2: The Heat are fun to watch. I think it's going to be a fun season. We're gonna we're gonna go to a
0: few games this year. Cool. So, uh, a little bit of a related thing. The NBA is in the news for other things. Yeah. Over the China stuff. China. China. So, uh, I think where we can focus is LeBron James, because LeBron James is the individual who has sort of become the center of attention on this issue. Yep. Because he is suddenly, like, I, I don't know that I've ever seen an athlete Maybe Kaepernick, but not even, because this is more universal. Kaepernick was, was divisive. Yep. LeBron James is just suddenly everyone's least favorite person politically.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, and, and if you, you know, he's given you so many reasons to like him yeah. over the years uh, for the, the community service that he does. And just what a, I mean, obviously he's an amazing player, right? There's no, yeah. that nobody questions that. And, but he's the kind of player that has always facilitated for other players as well. You know he's such a superstar, and yet not a ball hog, so that's always giving you reasons to like him. And then, but there's always a bunch of haters. Uh, but oh my god, I can't, I can't get on his side for this whatsoever. Who
1: can? Yeah.
2: yeah, that's. I think that's the point Nick was making, right? Is that universally, it's like, okay, uh, no, come on, dude, get out of here with that. Yeah. So to
0: to sort of recap for anybody who maybe is like totally oblivious here, on October fourth, the Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey. Um, Put out a tweet critical of the uh, Chinese government, and they're dealing uh, with Hong Kong and all the protests that are happening in Hong Kong right now. Um, he suddenly become like my favorite GM. Yeah, although I, I believe he like backtracked. Or well, he, apologized I mean the NBA, or, the NBA probably, yeah. probably forced him to do right, that. Right. Um, but
2: the fact that he even made this an issue, because th- this isn't an issue unless this guy tweets this out. Right. Right. And so the fact that it is now an issue, and we're talking about this as a Cuban who. Uh, You know, who who's constantly having to tell the story of of oppression and and the lack of liberty of freedoms. Man, I'm I'm super excited that people are talking about this in terms of China, because maybe there's a chance that that spotlight also uh, shines on on other oppressive governments. So so I'm happy. I'm glad for for the tweet. And for all the hot water the NBA is in right now.
0: So LeBron James in particular, and I'll just read. So he, there was a quote from when he was caught on, you know, some reporter got him on camera re- responding to the thing about Maury's tweet. Uh, and then he followed up with uh, two tweets. So what he said on camera, and I'll just read this quickly, because uh, I think it does help to contextualize. like, Yeah, no, no, definitely. Because
2: so, that's part of the problem.
0: We all talk, this quote, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others or you're only thinking about yourself. So I don't believe, I don't want to get into a word or a sentence feud with Daryl, with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand and he spoke. And so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just be careful what we tweet, what we say, what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes of that too. Uh, And then he followed up with these two tweets, the first being, my team in this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others, and I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen, could have waited a week to send it. Let me clear up the confusion. I do not believe there was any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that. So... Uh, I'm looking at this on a um, uh, an article, predictably for anybody who knows how many times I've referenced these people uh, on Reason.com by Mike Riggs, and I think the paragraph that he follows up with I think sort of summarizes at least my thoughts of uh, you know or uh, reflects my thoughts on what James says because LeBron James has been very like politically outspoken on other things. Of course, I mean they they did the picture with the Trayvon, right? Yeah. So he says, that bit on, quote, thinking about others is pretty rich. I wonder if James has talked to the, to the service sector workers in Asheville, North Carolina, about how hard it was for them to pay their bills during the NBA-led boycott over the state's terrible transgender bathroom bill. Spoiler alert, tourism traveled to the state tanked, and it was, in fact, very hard for them to pay their bills. Or he could ask Enes Kanter, the Turkish basketball player who's wanted, to, uh, who's wanted by his home country for speaking out against Turkish President uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Uh, about the harms of speech. So, to our pronunciation, by the way. Thank you. I may have <laughs> fudged <laughs> that. I don't it know. It sounded good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, come on, you, you've never really been concerned with how what you were saying was affecting other people financially, but now that we're talking about professional basketball players yeah. and whether they got whatever check or whether there's a you know broken Chinese TV deal Well, and there or whatever. was
2: also, yeah, there was also uh, a slate, I think a slate of uh, preseason games. Right. That were supposed to be played in China, that then yeah. got canceled or something like that. Exactly. So, yeah, you could have waited a week for that to... Pay. Come on, yeah. man. Like it's that's a, where you're going to draw the line?
0: There's, I mean, if this is your opinion, that's fine. But it doesn't take a lot of courage to go on TV and call Donald Trump a bum. Yeah. You know, if you want to be, like, you know, puffing your chest about how outspoken you are, like, maybe do it when you're putting in jeopardy some shoe sales in China, which is a big deal financially. Of Huge. course. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I get that part. Yeah.
2: But... But be that guy or don't be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't waffle on that. So, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been very. By the way, Dave Hyde had a in the Sun Sentinel
0: here locally, uh, had a good piece about it as well. So we'll throw that link in the in the show page, unless there's I don't know if you have it in front of you and you wanted to no. refer to it. But uh, but anyway, that's that's what's going on there. Um, and just for the sake of tying it to cigars. But I, by the way, sorry. Just yeah. to, but what I do remember about the um, the
2: Dave Hyde piece. Is he? He tries to draw a comparison between what LeBron is doing and what uh, Arthur Ashe did. Yeah, right. When he tried to play a tennis match in South Africa uh, during apartheid, mm-hmm. and uh, and so so anyway, that it, it's a very well written piece as well. I know it's not Reason, no, no, your no, favorite publication that's just, that's just outside of Cigar Snob. <laughs> Maybe not even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We are far superior. Uh, oof, oof, puff your chest uh, there. There you go. Uh, but, no, I think there's also, like, a, not a tie-in, but it's it's something that we're a little bit familiar with in cigars because of the Cuba issue. Yep. Like, there's always the questions of, and not just Cuba, but also Nicaragua and uh, issues with uh, all the deportations that were going on in the Dominican Republic. And and to your point, like, there is a legitimate question. Like, you you might be that person who... Wants to think of it one way or think of it another way. But the issue is when, you know, it's when it suits you that you're going to be outspoken or yeah. not and whatever. And then not only that, but wag your finger at other people, which is the thing really that gets me here. Because if you you only have so much time in the day, you're not a professional activist, you're not going to spend all your time commenting on dictatorships. Fair. But don't go out of your way to wag your finger at this Houston Rockets guy because he said something totally legitimate. Totally legitimate, but it didn't happen to meet the
2: calendar requirements for you, (laughs) for your profits. Come on, man. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, that's what's going on in the world of uh, basketball in China. What about the MLB playoffs that I know nothing about? I don't know anything about it other than the Yankees lost last night to Houston. That series is
2: looking good, and the Nationals are are going to the World Series for the first time.
1: Ooh, hold on.
0: Give them them a horn. Give them Nats a horn. (laughs) That's a serious fan base. they got to be thrilled about that. Like yeah, the, I think so. DC uh, likes the Nets. They're they're big on it.
2: There's one team left and sorry that I'm yeah, I, I used know. to be a baseball nut. I am not anymore, but there is there's one team left that has not been to the World Series. I just can't remember who it is. Oh, I don't
0: know. Do you know? Nope. Do, 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 all right. So, there's that. <laughs> and this has been your baseball update. Um, all right. So, in hockey news, in no. hockey news. Sorry, Schmooze. All right. And then uh we mentioned that we had um a uh, little lighter news for you. Uh, so this is just an FYI. Uh, if you are a person who buys a lot of lighters, FYI for you. From the Miami Herald, over 750,000 lighters recalled as fire hazards. They keep burning when they shouldn't, which is kind not of a bad feature. Yeah. you uh, Of all the times that I want my uh, lighter burning, the last time is when it shouldn't. Uh, oh, okay. That, <laughs> so, okay. Well, that, you're that type of user. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, the Ronson brand Tech Torch Auto Start Zippo recalled about <laughs> Auto Start and never stop <laughs> right, <laughs> which That's also an unfortunate name almost like a spontaneous start. Who knows? It just might be sitting there. They um, called it Auto Start. It should have been Always Start. Right. Uh, so the exact problem, as stated by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission recall notice, quote: The Ronson Tech Torch can continue to produce a flame after the activation trigger is released into the off position, posing a fire hazard. That's happened thirty-six times to Zippo's knowledge, including one time that caused, quote, minor property damage. Nobody's been injured. Um, I'll bet you that was that I bet you that happened here in Miami. There's some some uh insurance fraud guy right. <laughs> who's like,
2: hey I heard these lighters stay on. Yeah, no problem. Let's put it next to the curtains.
0: So Zippo wants consumers to stop using yeah thank you. Stop using the the utility lighters Then contact the company at 800-407-0377 or CR at RonsonRecall.com for a refund, which comes in the form of a gift card. So you're welcome. (laughs) To another Ronson auto start.
1: (laughs) I have a great Ronson story. We were in IPCPR when you are in Las Vegas. And I was at the booth speaking to one of the reps there. and um, So you
2: are at the Zippo booth. At the Zippo booth, right.
1: And somebody walks up with a Ronson lighter and uh, starts talking to the guy and tells him, I bought this lighter 10 years ago, some shit like that. And he goes, I've used it consistently, I don't know, daily smoker, and it's worked perfectly. And for some reason, when I arrived here in Las Vegas, it stopped working. And the guy goes... Don't worry about it. We appreciate your business. The guy takes his broken lighter and hands him a new one. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm talking to the guy and he doesn't give me the guy's broken lighter. He gives me a brand new lighter out of the box, the same model. Here you go. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This guy had it for like 10 years. All right, cool. So I put it in my pocket. We leave the show floor. We go to an event at night. I light my cigar and midway through my cigar it turns off and I have to relight it. The thing doesn't light and it doesn't light for the rest of its usual lighter life. life.
2: <laughs> 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 After that. <laughs> so all right, this has become a ronson bashing.
1: No, it was a whatever. Give it a happy ending, please. It was please. a relevant story. It's it's still in my living room somewhere. There you go. Yeah. So
2: you
0: like the way it looks so much you couldn't part with it. Yeah. No, it's
1: yeah. Uh, It's in my lighter uh cemetery.
0: <laughs> so there's that. Okay. <laughs> so um last thing before we go into our ad and parting recommendations, we just want to uh pat ourselves and especially Ivan and uh Andy on the back for this cover. Hold on. It's, uh Yeah, one more horn.
2: <laughs> there it is. That's Friday. Yeah, Ivan, for the and the self promotion is a is a lower Yeah, horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not the Little mini horse. Hey nationals, the, you made it to the World Series, right? Right. And then right. for him, it's like.
0: So, uh, well done, sir. So well if done. you haven't seen it, you want to pick up the uh, the most recent issue of Cigar Snob Magazine. Uh, Ivan, tell us about this cover. It's a pretty striking cover.
1: If you haven't seen it, it's going to stand out for our regular readers because it's a little um, it's a little departure from what we're used to uh, of skin and ash. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we uh we did a uh, special Mexico issue where had a lot of great editorial in it where we featured different mezcals. Nick went down to uh the, the Mexico City, did a little travel piece, did a lot of great stuff. So we did a um Mexican inspired uh shoot uh with Drew Estate as a sponsor and uh we have a dia de los muertos uh cover including fashion shoot inside which came out absolutely amazing everybody's very happy with it we've gotten yeah. a lot of great feedback um, it,
2: it's been it's been posted uh on social media on a daily basis uh no less than two or three times a day yeah. i i repost and those are just the ones that i that i see because they tag us or because i happen to catch it but uh it has been a tremendous success so really again hats off to uh to you and the the photo shoot crew yeah and everybody Uh, who helped out it was a it was a cool issue
1: and we can't wait to see what uh, we got coming up absolutely that's
0: right yep so um we're gonna go to a word from drew estate before we come back with our parting recommendations Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera and presented in five vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. All right, and we are back with our usual parting recommendations. This is where we tell you about a thing that you should, sometimes shouldn't. Eat, drink, watch, read, smoke. Yeah, usually not smoke. Uh, but whatever, things that you uh, you know should check out or not. I'm going to lead, as usual, with two. Uh, the first. The old double dipper. The old double dip. The first is the Joker movie. Uh, so this is the first of two movies that we'll be recommending in these recommendations. This one I'm saying do watch it. Um, I know that I saw a lot of critics and even like friends of mine saying, uh, that you should not watch it or that it was not good. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty great, especially as compared to other, uh, comic book movies. I'd put it up there with like Logan in the sense of being, you know, more serious, more, uh, more mature, definitely not a thing to, uh, to take kids to, especially if you're, uh, you know, trying to. Yeah, different parents have different boundaries. Like this is uh, very like graphic, uh, like street death along the lines of like a Goodfellas or a Casino or something like that kind of death. Um, so, but also like the the psychological. Yeah,
2: super dark darkness, super of dark. It, right, I think yeah. that's where probably uh, some parents
0: would, would be like, okay, yeah, exactly. No, the
2: goriness I can deal with. You know, that's in a lot of movies, but.
0: Right, That that level of depression and, and what it does to a person. And, uh, exactly. And yeah. it takes place before Batman exists. So, it you know, I'm not spoiling anything when I say Batman is not around to save the day. The things do not turn out okay. Uh, but, you know, it's very clearly like... It's an origin story. So it's sort of setting you up for like, oh, okay, this is why in other stories these two people exist and are fighting. Um, but uh, Joaquin Phoenix does an incredible job. Uh, you know, it's one of those like... You know, Oscar pushes. I think you're like you. Yeah. You want to play full crazy, and he plays full full crazy. Um, so definitely worth watching. I won't bother going any farther.
2: Uh, well, didn't uh, Ivan and I have not seen it, right? And so we wanted to to maybe see it by by this weekend. Yeah, so yeah. So that yeah, maybe we have a
0: little chat about it. Yeah, in a future podcast. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so stay tuned for more Joker talk when the three of us have have all seen it. And then my other recommendation. Is a is a local restaurant. We don't usually do those here. However, I feel good making the re- this recommendation because so many people find themselves in downtown Miami, especially if you're not, if you're on a cruise ship or something. Uh, Vinaigrette Sub Shop. Uh, Miami doesn't really have a lot of really good cold cut sandwich places, yeah. um, but Vinaigrette we have which, Miami's
2: best subs right there next to Mesa so cigars.
0: So there's that. But a lot of those are hot. Yeah, this is like very committed to cold cuts. We don't heat these sandwiches. Um, super high quality meats. It's uh, owned and operated by um, Danny Surfer, who is the chef behind Mignonette and Blue Collar, which are two other excellent restaurants yeah. in Miami. But the nice thing here is that if you get arrive on a cruise ship or you find yourself downtown, it's easy to get there on foot. Get yourself a sandwich. It's you know a light time commitment. So you know if you want to do if you want the experience of being here for a short time to be about things other than Uh, like a big, big food experience. This is like a really nice sandwich lunch that you can do, and I would highly, highly recommend it. I had a sandwich from there for the first time recently. So, Ivan, what you got? All right, so
1: you're recommending to go watch Joker? Yep. I'm recommending not to go watch Aladdin.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, hello.
1: Watched it with, uh, with my daughter at home. Um... I didn't like it. It's the whole Will Smith uh, movie. I was expecting—I right. don't know—I was expecting something else. It was—I know it's uh, the animated version. Um, you know, had a lot of good qualities to it, but for some reason, it wasn't. It wasn't just Will Smith uh, pumped up as the genie. You know, not realistic enough. Uh, not making it. But for some reason, I didn't like the movie. Um, the chick was pretty hot though. Oh, okay. Yeah, the main the main character girl was was pretty cute, but I didn't like the movie, man. So don't go watch it. Don't bother. Don't Whoa. bother. That's it. Well, I don't know. I if didn't any, like I don't it, know if so anybody else is going to watch, watch it. it, but don't do it.
2: Well, listen. If anybody out there has seen it and has a different opinion than Ivan, please. Schmooze. <laughs> <laughs> Schmooz has not seen that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Schmooze has not seen. I Aladdin. bet he has. <laughs> uh, so as as. Some of you guys know, I lost my phone on a train in Germany after the trade show, after the inter to back trade show. And so, I ended up having to get a new phone very quickly. And so, I figured if I was going to get a new phone, let's get the new iPhone. And So, I wasn't like, I'm not that guy that like needs to get the new iPhone when it comes out or needs the new version of a phone. Uh, man, this thing is pretty awesome in comparison to the phone I had before was the iPhone X and and this thing uh the number one the pictures as we know right cuz that was their their whole selling point the pictures are incredible the the difference in quality you don't need to be you know an art director in a magazine to know to see the difference it's obvious uh so it does a really good job uh and then the battery life yeah impressive in, again in comparison to to the previous one uh and the speed of things everything works uh super fast it doesn't get hung up uh like some of the others have when you when you do certain things so yeah i've been impressed by the phone uh the camera in the front camera in the back uh, the swipe texting thing the Mm -hmm. typing so you know i know samsung has had that for a long time yeah but iphones have not had that like you know you swipe across the keyboard yeah uh so that works really well too that's that's probably the feature that i use the most of the new stuff that I that I that I'm impressed with, but anyway, uh if you're gonna get a new phone, I'm I'm impressed with that. I'd love
0: to hear what anybody else has to say about it. Cool. All right. So with that, we're gonna call it a day. You can find us. This is That's over, it. Nick. This is where this is where we uh, go our separate and ways. Now we part ways, huh? So uh, you can you know go get yourself a vinaigrette sub. You get yourself a vinaigrette sub. Don't watch Aladdin. Do, Do watch not. Joker. Uh, and then... Take pictures of the sub with your new iPhone. There you go. Exactly. Boom. I mean, we took care of this for you. And then while you're on your iPhone, go to cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Check out past episodes of the podcast. You can also, while you're on your phone, uh, subscribe to the magazine if you haven't already. It's 18 bucks for the year, six issues a year. It's going up uh, in January. Oh, so get your thing yeah, in. get on it. Quick. Hurry up. Um, And then uh, what is it going up to? Uh, we're only going up by a little bit. But okay, still. but don't pay extra. Get in there now uh, and subscribe to Cigar Snob Magazine for 18 bucks a year for a limited time and um, follow us on all the social media things, which is Cigar Snob Mag, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and say hello on all the stuff and rate and review the podcast rate why don't you rate and review the podcast share it with your friends tell
2: your mom she should be listening for sure uh, your mom needs to listen to it yeah. she needs to know not to watch Aladdin exactly so yeah. so she has to listen to the and podcast and go look for Speedy Gonzalez yes go tell us him. tell us what's happening with Speedy Gonzalez get on a schmooze alright thanks everybody later see you.